Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. It's Wednesday, July 7th, 2021. We're brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist in the world. He's been my dentist for the last 28 years. I want him to be my dentist for the next 28 years. Make him your dentist today. 317-849-2933 is the number. Punch, subscribe, hit like, ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. Colts camp is going to open up three weeks from today. That first day is not going to be open to the public, but after that, most of the practices are open to the public, including the joint practices between the Colts and the Carolina Panthers. Who do you want to see at training camp? I've got the top eight people who have been mentioned to me by you in comments that you want to see. Number eight, Isaiah Rogers, cornerback, and I got to tell you the truth. He's on the list because I want to see Isaiah Rogers. I think Isaiah Rogers could be the starting third cornerback. You've got Xavier Rhodes as an outside cornerback. You've got Kenny Moore as a. Uh... You've got Kenny Moore in the slot, and then on the other side, you're either going to have Rocky Seen, Marvell Tell, or Isaiah Rogers. I think that Isaiah Rogers has a shooter's chance of landing that position in the starting lineup. We're going to see. It's going to be interesting. I want to see Isaiah Rogers' practice. Number seven, Paris Campbell. I want to see how explosive he is coming off another series of injuries. My goodness, as a rookie, as a second-year guy, injury after injury after injury, can he get back on the field? Can he be as explosive as the guy we saw as a rookie in camp or last year when the media got to come to camp and watch. Paris Campbell looked really good for a while. Looks like a guy who can catch balls underneath and take it to the house. The Colts, they need that kind of weapon. Can Paris Campbell stay healthy enough to be that weapon? We're going to find out a little bit in camp. Number six, Quiddy Pay. He's an edge guy, and you see the one-on-one matchups between the edge guys and the offensive tackles. I want to see Quiddy Pay dominate in the same way that Taekwon Lewis did last year, and that showed something with Taekwon Lewis, that he had gone to work in the offseason and de- dedicated himself 
to becoming the best football player that he could. I'm still looking forward to seeing Taekwon Lewis, but I really want to see Quiddy Pay, the 21st overall pick in the 2021 draft. Number five, is Eric Fisher going to be able to go at any level during camp? Is he going to be able to play once the regular season starts? I think we're going to start to get the answer to that question during camp. So I want to see Eric Fisher and what he's capable of doing. So he's number five. Number four, Kylan Granson. Kylan Granson out of SMU, an interesting offensive weapon. As a tight end, he's a guy he can't really block at this point, but he can catch the ball despite the game that he had last year for SMU against Cincinnati. And once he gets going, he can run away from people. So we're going to see what kind of weapon Kylan Granson can be as he's in camp. And I think he's going to flash. I think he's one of those guys at camp that you're going to look at and you're going to say, hey, who's that guy? Who's, who's wearing that number? Kylan Granson, SMU. All right. Kylan Granson. We like Kylan Granson. I think he's going to be that guy in camp. Number three, Des Patman. We didn't really get a chance to see Des Patman much in training camp last year. The Colts, they need depth at wide receiver. And if not from Des Patman, then from whom? Right? I, you've got some wide receivers you feel good about with Michael, uh, Michael Pittman Jr. and T.Y. Hilton and Zach Paschal. You know, you've got some guys, Paris Campbell, if he can stay healthy. You'd really like Des Patman to kind of live up to the expectations that were built mostly by fans during the offseason last year. Number two, another wide receiver, Michael Strawn. Guy taken in the latter rounds, but boy, does he look like a physical guy out at wide receiver. He's big, he's tall, he's rangy, he's got great catch radius. As they call it, it will be interesting to watch Carson Wentz and Jacob Eason and everybody involved with that offense, how they utilize him and what he looks like as he goes up and gets the ball in traffic. Because people are going to have to catch 50-50 balls. That's one of the things that people really liked about Pittman when he was coming out of USC. That 50-50 balls were his more often than not. Strawn is going to have to be that kind of guy with that offense. And then number one, not Carson Wentz. I'm, we got an idea of what Carson Wentz can look like, both good and bad. Because we saw him play for the Eagles. The guy I want to see is Jacob Eason during camp. I want to see what kind of a backup quarterback the Indianapolis Colts have in training camp and in preseason games. I want to see a lot of Jacob Eason because I'm telling you during camp last year, he looked really, really good. He looked like he's got an NFL-ready arm, great arm talent. He, I, when I watched him, and I watched him a lot during camp at the Colts Complex last year, and what I saw was one missed throw. I watched every throw he made. He missed one. Missed one read, missed one throw. Otherwise, he looked really, really good. To be honest, arm-wise, he looked better than Phillip Rivers. And for any of you who watched Phillip Rivers play last year, which is most of you, I would think, that's not going to be a big surprise. Arm talent, not a Phillip Rivers hallmark. All right, Indiana football. What in the world is going on with Indiana football? Another commitment today. Omar Cooper Jr. out of Lawrence North High School. He's going to go to IU. He's going to be a member of the class of 22 at Lawrence North. So next year, he's going to report to Bloomington. He is the 214th ranked player in the class of 22. And I know we make fun of rankings. You know, hey, this guy's 614. What makes him 614 instead of 596? 
I know it's preposterous, but when you get into the top 300, that's interesting. And when you get four-star guys to come to Indiana, especially four-star guys from the state of Indiana, that's really intriguing to me. Uh, Donovan McCulley was his high school quarterback the last three years. Now he is going to be a freshman this year at Indiana. So Omar Cooper Jr. is going to go down to Bloomington and you would guess catch balls from McCulley. This past year, 38 catches for Cooper, 1,101 yards. That is a preposterous 29 yards per catch for Omar Cooper Jr. We'll see what kind of a senior year he has at Lawrence North and then what kind of a player he's going to be at IU. Now Indiana has three guys ranked in the top uh, 214, which is virtually unheard of. Their recruiting class for 2022 is ranked 24th nationally and fifth in the Big Ten. That's a jump from where they were. I think they were 31st nationally before Cooper made his commitment known today at about noon. And uh, I think they were seventh in the Big Ten. Indiana doesn't get recruiting classes that rank in the upper half of the Big Ten ever. And Indiana doesn't have recruiting classes ranked in the top 25 of college football ever, but they do right now. And that's unbelievable to me. Maybe the Tom Allen thing. I, you know, I can't believe it's all LEL. I'm going to go play for the guy who says LEL. That just sounds ridiculous to me. I think there's more to it than that. I think it's hiring a terrific staff. I think the staff has an enormous amount to do with it. Uh, And we'll see what the on-field exploits of this Hoosiers team is going to be. Not this recruiting group uh, for the class of 22, but this year, the, the 2021 version of the Hoosiers. Can Michael Penix stay healthy? Can Indiana put up a similar record? In the Big Ten than they did last year. They were 6-1 and one last year. That's unbelievable. I, most of us haven't been alive, the, or weren't alive, the last time Indiana lost one Big Ten game. What was that, 1967, the Rose Bowl year? What is going on with Indiana? Is it finally going to be time that ticket holders stay in their seats for the entire 60 minutes of the game? I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. I like going to the tailgate parties and having fun and laughing and waiting until the end of the first quarter and then going into the stadium. And then at halftime, you're like, you know, eh, we can go to Knicks. That's fun for me. Why are we going to reinvent the wheel? It's going to have to be compelling as hell football for me to want to stay for all 60 minutes because to play those 60 minutes, it takes about 240 minutes. It takes about four hours to complete a game. That's a long time to just sit on your butt at Memorial Stadium or any place else. Hell, Nick Saban had to go crazy a couple of years ago to get Alabama students and had to threaten taking away their season tickets if they left early. Because Alabama fans were like, my God, this is taking forever. Let's go have some fun. We like fun. Fun's good. We don't need to watch Alabama football to have fun. You've got to make the product compelling enough to keep people in their seats. And Alabama didn't do it. Indiana, hell, Indiana's never done it. So uh, we'll see this coming year. I'm going to go down and I'm going to give it a shot. I don't believe I have ever sat in my seat the entire game. I don't think I have. I think I wander and then I go to next. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, Pacers worked out some guys today, six guys today, including Kyle Mangus, 
of Indiana Wesleyan. I think that's a cool story. Uh, looks like he, he has worked out with the Cavs. He's going to work out with the Pistons. He worked out with the Pacers today. He is a guy who can flat out shoot and flat out score. And if you can shoot, you can play. If you can defend anybody, if you can shoot, you can play. We'll see if Kyle Mangus winds up sticking on a roster or playing in the G League or or what he winds up doing. Congratulations to him, believing in himself. He had no Division One offers. He had no Division Two offers. He went to Indiana Wesleyan, and he balled out. And now he's going to NBA uh, pre-draft workouts, and that's fantastic. They worked out Isaiah Jackson, 6'10", out of Kentucky. They worked out Io Desumu. We know him. We saw him play for Illinois the last three years. He's not a great three-point shooter, which is going to hamper his draft stock and may hamper Indiana's uh, genuine passion for him as a player with the 13th overall pick. But if they trade back, you know what? Maybe that's a guy you take in the early 20s, mid-20s. That could happen. Or trade up early in the second round. Maybe he falls out of the first round. So we'll see. Pacers are going to continue to work guys out all month long in advance of the NBA draft. And we'll see who they take at 13 or if they deal out of that pick or deal up. Earlier today on Twitter, I asked if people would miss Rachel Nichols if she was no longer on ESPN. Not surprising. And this has nothing to do with Rachel Nichols or her work. It's just that other than the content, the event content on ESPN... It's mostly, you know, kind of fluff and yipping and yapping, and, and it's not terribly compelling. Uh, 71.7% of the almost 400 voters said no. 28.3% said they would miss her, which is actually a pretty good number. If you've, if you've been around media and you know how those rankings work, 28.3% of people missing you if you're not there that's kind of that's a good thing. It is really really hard. It, people are kind of crapping on on Rachel Nichols, and I get it because that phone conversation did her no favors whatsoever. That was uh, the recording was shared with the New York Times. Regardless, you know what? It's really really hard to be overpaid. This sounds ridiculous, but to be overpaid for doing a relatively easy job you get kind of insecure and because of that insecurity arrogance kind of grows that that bravado kind of grows and and it makes people maybe not like you so much and as you become you know kind of entrenched in your little fiefdom within that world people get jealous and that jealousy that jealousy isn't good for anybody and and so you've got that working and then you add the component of race to it and, and it becomes a really slippery slope in, in terms of atmosphere and, and in terms of how your comportment is judged by your coworkers and by your audience. The truth is, people at ESPN, they're at the zenith of sports media, right? But how many ESPN Sports Center anchors do you know by name? There's a guy, honest to goodness, in the middays who hosts Sports Center, I think every day, with Nicole Briscoe. I don't know this man's name. I watch ESPN all the time. That I wouldn't know that person's name is embarrassing to me, but it's absolutely true. You know, you've got people who think that because they're ESPN and that there are zeros at the end of the check, uh, their paycheck, that don't exist, exist for most people, you, you think they've got it made. 
but all they're thinking about is being lucky enough to renew their next contract and not have to worry for another year or two years. That's the world of sports media. And, and while we tend to mock a little bit, and while we tend to degrade periodically, somebody like Rachel Nichols, who's, who's kind of caught unaware as, as a phone conversation is being recorded, you know what? It ain't an easy job. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Breakfast with Kent, bright and early, 8 o'clock on YouTube Live. Subscribe, for goodness sake. <laughs>